You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle. And I'll be your backlist reader. This is episode number 314 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. Happy Pride. I'm still here. I'm still queer. You're used to it. As you know, I am from and in the San Francisco Bay Area, and Pride Month truly feels like a holiday here. Sometimes cashiers just say Happy Pride to people at the grocery store, as one would say Happy New Year's. Rainbow and other Pride flags are everywhere. I mean, even more than usual. Amongst all the joy, though, I am grateful that my immediate circle of queer friends remember and respect that the first Pride was a riot. And with that note, I want to mention two backlist titles right now that I have on my shelves that I have not yet read, but you may want to have on your radar. The first is The Stonewall Generation, LGBTQ Elders on Sex, Activism, and Aging by Jane Fleischman, with a foreword from Kate Bornstein and Barbara Correas. The other one is A Queer History of the United States for Young People by Michael Bronsky, adapted by Richie Shavat. Of course, I don't keep all my queer book cheerleading shoved into June, so I'm sure you'll be hearing about them when I get around to them. Today, though, I have a couple backlist graphic novels from DC Comics that I hope you'll enjoy. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be. Right? Right, girl. Like we all know. So just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best-selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series. Miss Wong, got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. 
For my first pick, I have Superman Smashes the Clan by Jean Luen Yang, art by Guri Hiru, lettering by Janice Chang. This middle grade graphic novel was originally published in three individual issues, but the version I have and recommend is all three together, plus a bonus essay at the end of the book by Jean Luen Yang. I have talked about Luen Yang on this show in the past when I recommended his graphic novel, American Born Chinese, which is still a favorite of mine, by the way. I want to preface today's recommendation that I am not usually a Superman fan. I had never been able to connect with him as a character, and honestly, I usually found Superman pretty boring, which is remarkable that an alien could be boring, but there you have it. This graphic novel gave me a new appreciation for the character. Note that this story was actually inspired by a 1940s Superman radio show serial titled The Clan of the Fiery Cross. While Superman is obviously one of the main characters, the other main character is Lan Shin, who has been given the American name Roberta, which is mostly used throughout the book, but it's good to keep her Chinese name in mind. Roberta Lee, her brother Tommy, and their parents are all moving into Metropolis from Chinatown. If I haven't made it obvious, they are a Chinese family, and also the year is 1946. Roberta has a lot of anxiety and a sensitive stomach. The whole Lee family is trying hard to fit in in their new, mostly white community, and in that there are definitely times when they are trying to downplay their own culture. It's kind of heartbreaking to see on the page. Meanwhile, Superman is also not living up to his full potential, and he has a lot of questions about where he is truly from. Roberta and her brother Tommy meet Jimmy Olsen, who, after seeing how great Tommy is at pitching, has him join the local Little League team. The team's pitcher, or former pitcher, Chuck, is low-key racist and really unhappy about Tommy joining the team and just quits. Chuck sulks and tells his uncle, who is a part of a racist terrorist group, the Clan of the Fiery Cross. As you can guess, the Lee family gets targeted. It's not as straightforward of a story as you think, and there are plenty of surprises. Content warnings for racism, specifically anti-Chinese and anti-Black racism, imagery of a burning cross, and clan members in their costumes, outfits, whatever. I enjoyed this way more than I expected to. Like I said, there are a lot of surprises and some really great moments. I'm always a fan of Guri Hiru's art style, and it is a perfect fit for this story. It's Superman Smashes the Clan by Jean Luen Yang, art by Guri Hiru, lettering by Janice Chang. And for my second pick today, I have You Brought Me the Ocean by Alex Sanchez, illustrated by Julie Marrow. So... This graphic novel was also totally not what I expected, but I really enjoyed it as well. While Aquaman and Superman are mentioned, they aren't the protagonists in this story. Our main protagonist is Jake, and this graphic novel is told from his point of view. Jake is a black teen living in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico with his mom. Yes, that is the name of the town. Jake is a senior in high school and lives next door to his best friend Maria and her family. Maria is also a senior in high school, and Jake and Maria and their families all have college applications on their minds. While Maria loves their home in the desert and wants to have a career that's focused on the desert, Jake has always been drawn to the ocean, which, as you can expect, makes it tough being in a desert. On top of that, Jake's mom deliberately keeps him away from the ocean, and most water, really, because she worries about him drowning like we learn his father did. 
Maria expects that they will apply to the same colleges together, but as you can imagine, there's not a really good place with like a good desert-centric program and a good oceanography program. Jake has secretly applied to the University of Miami, and he hasn't told Maria. Maria and Jake are best friends, yes, but Maria has really strong feelings and is hoping that they can be more than friends. She doesn't realize that Jake is trying to figure out his own sexuality and does not view her the same way. Jake is also, on top of that, totally obtuse about Maria's feelings. What Jake does know is that he is drawn to Kenny, also a senior and someone Jake has gone to school with since middle school. Kenny is openly queer and it both intrigues and intimidates Jake, who doesn't know who he is or what he wants. I also want to mention that Jake has some very unique markings on his body that he doesn't understand. But then things start to get really weird and Jake wants some answers. Like I mentioned, this book was not necessarily what I expected. It's a queer coming of age story with a really big heart and a few surprises as well. It's You Brought Me the Ocean by Alex Sanchez, illustrated by Julie Merrow. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info File, as in The Lover of Information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Happy reading.